Hello and welcome to another episode of the Padrif podcast. Now 2019 as a year was really great for us. We did a lot of reviews, we attended a lot of launches, uh, drove a lot of cars, rode a lot of motorcycles, attended a lot of motorsport events. I'm sure you've seen a lot of our expo coverage as well. And uh, to end it off, I think we added a lot of hosts, uh, people who you see in front of the camera and not just that, we added a lot of other people to the team as well. Of course, you've seen Shumi Shubhaprata Marmar who is been a constant companion in these podcasts and also he likes to be in front of the camera uh, we've also added ronak ajinkya who is always in front of the camera with his nice shiny head but there's one member who is joining me today in the power drift podcast and that is mr abhik das it's been a while how are you doing buddy i am doing very good and thank you so much for having me but hang on a second i think i have a case of influenza here <laughs> What about your swagger <laughs> glasses that you've just forgotten? Yeah, man. I, I mean, yeah. I mean, people who have been following the podcast, they have seen me in my podcast uh, sunglasses, glasses, whatever, whatever you want to call that. But yeah, not happening today. Abhik, today we're going to talk about your journey, uh, how it's been for you, and of course, I mean, for someone who has gotten into automotive, the affection towards uh, cars and motorcycles starts at a very young age. So tell tell us your story, man. How did it all begin, and what got you into this stream of being close to vehicles? So just like you said, it starts at a very young age, and yeah. for me, it was uh, as per the story that goes that what my mom told me is that I started saying Gaga, um, looking at cars uh-huh. first, and then I probably said mom and yeah. dad and mama and papa. I, I was thinking you you must have said like su tu 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 tu. Not so soon, not so soon. Yeah, you gotta start slow, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so um, this was back in Shillong at the time, yeah. and uh, there were just like ambassadors and. Fiat around and I was fascinated with cars and every uh, year that progressed on I only wanted uh, cars as gifts for my birthday so right. Hot Wheels like a lot of Hot Wheels yeah. uh, GI Joe and that's all I knew and then um, uh, a tricycle came along and the tricycle was my best friend honestly because I never really took any interest in um, other sports like yeah. you know football and cricket they would very quickly get boring for me yeah. It's not like I didn't try playing them. I definitely did, but um, yeah, they were pretty boring actually. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then I think. But it was, was automotive like a part of your family? I mean, were was your dad like interested in auto as well? Surprisingly not. I think uh, my father has only driven a gypsy ever, like one. Like ever. Ever. All right. And uh, this was while he was in the BSF, and mm. um, there was nobody else really who was interested in cars and motorcycles as such and right. um, till much later in fact they didn't even think you know you could like make a career out of it yeah uh, unless you were an engineer or right. somebody but yeah yeah i mean uh, that's how things progressed as i grew up mm-hmm. um, that's all i knew like cars and motorcycles and, and then i remember uh, being in i think fourth grade or sixth grade and um, my first glimpse of formula one in fact i am forgetting motorci- motorcycles which i'm gonna uh, refer to and come back to a little later but yeah. my first glimpse of Formula 1 was uh, Schumacher uh, almost pushing out Mika Hakkinen right. uh, I, I can't forget the I can't remember the track in fact right. or, but that sight was so engaging for me at that time and I was hooked and I was like this is something I've got to watch what is this yeah. and that's when I discovered Formula 1 uh, motorcycles came much earlier even though I was into cars I had this um, sort of wall clock uh, at home which my parents received as a gift um, on their marriage and it was uh, a number 10 Suzuki, uh, one of the five, uh, 500s, which yeah. I 
obviously got to know much later yeah. much later but i mean it had a picture <coughs> inside the clock yeah yeah and it was embossed it was yeah. like a good looking thing very small clock so right. uh you couldn't miss the motorcycle right and this guy who who was riding it um was sporting a mustache a clear visor and i would time and again think that this is my dad and yeah. like, <laughs> my father would play around uh, saying that yeah yeah it is me it is yeah. me <laughs> and only later that i discovered it was uh, kenny robert senior oh, uh, wow. on the number 10 suzuki so Yeah I mean I had that for a long time um so yeah those those memories are there yeah. and then do you do you remember sitting on a motorcycle for the very first time or maybe sitting in a car for the very first time do you remember that yeah, feeling yeah. or do you remember that that scene um first time in a car was uh, again an ambassador right. in chillong right. um i was fascinated by the ashtray it had uh-huh. of all things because it was <laughs> it was uh, mounted on the dashboard <laughs> right I mean yeah and um I I think it had a vent or some some vent of sort uh, like you would drop stuff in it okay close it open it and there would be nothing in it it would clean itself and I oh, was wow. I was like wow okay cars weren't really I mean back in Shillong and back uh, this is um uh, late 80s right so not many cars around yeah a lot of motorcycles around a lot of like good sounding motorcycles around right. so uh, shillong had a lot of rd350s right. um yeah big, i think back then it was the era of uh, two strokes and yamaha alexandres and, and, yeah, and they were all over the place literally over the place yeah. yeah um my cousins were in guwahati right. at the time and um, i remember going to guwahati mm-hmm. and then discovering that my uncle had a yesd right and uh, um the moment he showed me that the gear lever would just uh, click the back flip, into yeah, into, a kick, uh, yeah. into a kick i was yeah. like whoa yeah. i've got to start so that was the first motorcycle i ever started again yeah. this and how old were you four five wow. uh, uh, sorry i mean fourth fifth grade okay <laughs> four yeah. five, like four or five how is he riding yeah <laughs> i i my weight probably wouldn't it'll probably just like throw me yeah. out <laughs> so that was your first time when you actually sat on a motorcycle yeah, do you remember yeah. that feeling dude uh i sat on it didn't ride it right so that feeling kind of stuck around like yeah. i just had to discover what it felt to ride mm. and nobody really like took me around at that time i think my first ride on a motorized yeah. two wheeler was a, a mofa a moped okay oh <laughs> and even that was thrilling for right. me so right. um and after that i think uh, it was only until uh, later in school that i started to ride with friends sneaking out and you know yeah. how it is yeah. <laughs> i mean yeah i mean you, you know that that feeling of sitting on at least for motorcycles for me i mean sitting on a motorcycle for the first time is so vivid because uh that feeling of the air blowing in your face yeah, yeah, yeah. and you're small right so 99% of the time you're sitting on a tank with someone riding your father yeah, or your yeah, yeah. your mama or your chacha or whoever and that feeling is incredible yeah, yeah absolutely and how did things progress after that i mean what really got you into this space of automotive journalism because i'm telling you a lot of these people have a misconception not a misconception but this thought that people who are reviewing cars or motorcycles in the industry come from an engineering background but mm-hmm. not a lot of them are from that background in each other true like including me i mean i've done journalism but automotive was more of an enthusiastic thing for me yeah. and the the two things combined just kind of clicked yeah. so what's the story for you so um again the same thing i have absolutely no background in um automotive engineering or right. journalism that way right. um i was um kind of an average student in school yeah. um and in post college i would just read 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 all the magazines autocar overdrive at the time and mm-hmm. and all of these people that i am fortunate enough and lucky enough to work with now right. i was a huge fan at the time and i never really thought i could 
be you know part of this fraternity and community uh, at some point because i thought you know it just looks like an elusive career right, that way right right um getting hold of you know brilliant motorcycles and cars and reviewing them right looks like a fun life also yeah. it's not by the way yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's, okay it's, a little bit of fun of course yeah. uh but um how it started for me was i kept reading 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 and then um i started off with a different career altogether um what are you doing started off with call centers and then got into uh, uh travel um, as an industry so ticketing reservations stuff wow. like that and um it was i think at a time when i was working with so you with were a commerce student yeah i was a commerce student okay and um, so absolutely no relation to this but um every time somebody would ask me about a car or motorcycle i would have tons to write yeah so i would write like long texts and so people started telling me you should do something about it would be i mean if you can explain stuff uh, well enough i think you can probably yeah. uh, you know take a shot at like writing in a magazine and even then it never occurred to me like how would i go about you know without a background in journalism or engineering who's going to take me in and yeah. um there was this one time when um i had already worked for about 7 8 years right. in uh, other industries and um i owned uh, enfields at the time yeah. and this was after so like so was that your like go to motorcycle in terms of no, just going no. going to college and stuff like that what no, were you riding no. back then or driving back then okay let's start with college then yeah, so yeah. college um uh, my friend and i yeah we went to karolbag right. pretty famous in delhi yeah. and karolbag has uh, a lot of like random shops but a lot of nice shops as well there's right. one shop particularly uh, they specialize in rd350s okay and we had gone to that shop yeah. and i think karolbag also as a space specializes in like a particular motorcycle like, your, yeah, like yeah, for yeah. example when you say rd350s i've heard stories of their lanes and lanes yeah, like, like royal enfield bsas yeah 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 old parts right? yeah yeah absolutely it's a huge market and it's amazing you really have to know like who to go to what to buy oh wow otherwise yeah you can and it's still very significant in in pretty Delhi. much pretty much okay. as far as accessories and uh, second hand used motorcycles are concerned it's okay. a huge market to go to So we went to this RD350 shop and uh, saw a few models and we were getting uh, motorcycles from 7k to 12k and then there was a really nice one and for 12k you mean 12000 12000 right and 17000 um, there was the best one they had was for 17000 wow and this was, was like this was um, early to, early 2000 this is 2002 2003 yeah right right early 2000s right. when uh, the whole thing about rds being like precious and rare yeah, yeah. was not to evident i mean two strokes had just died four strokes had just come in the cbz the charisma yes yeah, yeah. so um i went back home and i told my dad so my dad isn't really interested in um, automobiles but he has a sharp mind and thankfully he gave me the right advice so i yeah. told him like um, look i want to buy an rd yeah and he said okay uh, it's a very old bike and your commute one way to college is 40 kilometers so you okay. will be commuting 80 kilometers on that motorcycle every day yeah so you really think about it mm-hmm. <laughs> i was like okay hmm. next time i went and i really want to buy it at that time so there was this guy who came down from i think um, somewhere in punjab patiala right. or somewhere right he had uh, come down in delhi for something else um, there was one little part which was broken and he was sitting with the entire engine open in front of the of rd him, of the rd yeah lt hd uh i think an lt right. uh don't quite remember right. at that time but uh, yeah i mean the whole engine was, was open yeah and i told him like uh what's the deal i mean why are you sitting like this yeah. he's like something went wrong and like Trying this is what happened yeah. eventually i was like whoa, whoa. Uh, so he's like yeah i mean when you buy an rd i mean it'll thrill you for maybe 100 meters or like 100 kilometers but you can't really say right <laughs> how much it'll run, run. Right. so i was like 
okay maybe this is not the right thing for me right went back uh, finally sent for a for a cbz because another friend of mine had one right and i i would credit the cbz as my first motorcycle that i truly rode like properly it was splendors and everything before i couldn't even like release the clutch properly so wow. unintentional wheelies like a lot of yeah. <laughs> instant <laughs> whoop yeah <laughs> Thankfully, like I, I, I've never taken a fall yeah. like that. But yeah, I, those splendors and CD hundred, yeah, the first gear is yeah, like, notorious. yeah, you yeah. could wheelie them, yeah. <laughs> like really easily. <laughs> so the CBZ happened, and CBZ was, um, I got a choice between the Pulsar one eighty and the CBZ at the time, right. and the CBZ because of its uh, rear set foot pegs, right. uh, the single gear lever, those were really like tiny things which were really appealing Made to me. Sporty appeal. Yeah, yeah, and then there was that Honda smoothness which you couldn't get in a Pulsar. So there was this. Pulsar drive and the CBZ yeah, drive, yep. and I've ridden pulses enough, but that front-heavy feel was yeah. just not me. Like I couldn't yeah. like make uh, sort of friends with yeah. that kind of style. And then uh, so CBZ happened, and soon after Charisma was launched, and yeah. then a lot of uh, you had a Charisma. Right? Yeah, you just I, posted a picture. Yeah, there, right? I did. Yep. <laughs> so um, beautiful motorcycle, yeah. man. That motorcycle was i've had more memories i think on the charisma than the cbz, uh, CBZ but you own the cbz yeah yeah i own the CBZ. and then you sold it off and got the charisma no no so a couple of my friends had uh, okay. charisma so and this was college and we were staying uh, separately so we were all like exchanging motorcycles oh, all the wow. time so um lot of experiences on the charisma mm. and then i think uh, there was a little lull uh, where sort of work life settled in yeah and I was like, okay, time to move on a little further. And uh, the thing was like, we weren't really exposed to uh, four-cylinder or multi-cylinder motorcycles, especially in Delhi. There was this niche crowd, uh, which I think was started by uh, Dr. Thareja, if I'm yeah, not wrong. Yeah, Arun Thareja. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, gods, they gods, were called, yeah. yeah? Right. Group of Delhi superbikes. Right. And they would be something we would always like envy and awe because uh, I remember pulling up at a red light and... Um, uh, there were three of them uh, all lined up and I could just like ogle at them for yeah, like yeah. ages but uh, we really didn't have any exposure to yeah. these motorcycles and then so I thought uh, and I've always been a little technically inclined and uh, you know how stuff works yeah, and stuff yeah. it's something that really interests me so I was like okay cars maybe and then my first car happened and that was a Ford Icon 1.6 Rokan wow. uh, I bought it used um, yeah. And I just fell in love with it yeah. um, the first time I drove Isn't it. In the 1.6 was the notorious of yeah, the lot, actually, yeah, of I mean, the icon lot. Yeah. The amount of money I spent on that car is yeah. insane. Not even like modifying it as yeah, such, yeah. just maintaining it. Wow. But um, it, what was rewarding? No, no, no. I I can't afford that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I mean, because um, it's it's like a it's like a lifetime project. Right. If you own that car, right. even now, but um, the handling of it was so nice the i haven't i don't i honestly can't remember a car that i've driven in so long that had a steering that direct yeah um, it was so good did it have Great a power mid-range. steering back then no yeah yeah it had a power yeah, yeah, steering, yeah. Oh. steering yeah uh hydraulic not electrically assisted ah, okay. but um uh, and the mid-range was so punchy yeah so there were these cars that i really wanted to own so icon was one of them right. uh, honda uh, the city was one of them right uh, from back then right and then the first the first, first city yeah, that yeah. Came out, yeah so i had the type 2 of the uh, gen 1 okay. uh, the one with the clear lens headlamps and all right and um the bellino which i didn't own because i shifted back to motorcycles after right. that oh okay so Motorcycles again, so uh, single cylinders is not much to, you know, you know how it functions. Right. I mean, if you sit 
at a mechanics place for long enough. I yeah. mean, you'd figure out stuff. Yep. Yep. Um, cars were. I mean, they are the least complicated of the lot. Absolutely. Because of the single cylinder. Absolutely. But yeah, much more affordable. Much, much more, more affordable. affordable, easy to maintain stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. things start to get a lot more complicated as you start adding cylinders. Yeah. There's a lot. Yeah, there are absolutely. a lot more mechanical parts, moving parts. That's correct. There's just a lot of thought and service that goes into you know just opening and understanding how yeah, bigger yeah. cylinder, uh, bigger engines function. Right. Yeah. So even like modification would be a big deal because Absolutely. now you're spending yeah. on like four cylinders yeah, instead of one so, so that was the thing so um, cars um, happened the city happened uh, it, what was funny was um, the icon was not reliable right. at the time okay so I had spent a lot of time in the garage getting it fixed and everything sold it off uh, bought the city right. and um, the city like any other Japanese uh, car at the time was like super reliable okay right. so I went back to my mechanic after like I think um about four months of driving it and I told him like nothing is going wrong with this right, car like right. do you want to check it once because things go wrong with yeah, cars yeah. and he's like no I was telling you just buy a Japanese yeah, yeah. car you'll be um, as a second hand um, product I think it's uh, an easy investment yeah, yeah. absolutely it's, it's a uh, better investment right, right, so let's say right, that right. the icon was a lot more fun yeah. honestly a lot yeah. more fun yeah. um, first thing I changed on the city was the suspension because it was so soft Yeah, it was like so you uh, actually changed it uh, yeah but a really cheap uh, this thing just uh, hack of sorts or it was hack like, hack yeah, proper hack yeah. uh, just changed uh, the suspension fluid to something much stiffer much thicker in fact right so you um, change the fluid for the damper yeah yeah i mean not the springs I think because if you go for a full on uh, coil over setup it's it's quite expensive yeah so you just put in a viscous yeah uh, like a oil thicker yeah. yeah fluid into the dampers right. and that kind of sorted things out for me right. i was happy with the car at the time right. um, this car was um, previously owned by dhruv bhel from autox uh, oh it's the, the same car that you get yeah, uh, yeah the so up registered Oh no no, that's, that's a friend's. Yeah, that's a friend's. Okay. Um, this one was uh, a Delhi resident. I had my eyes on this car uh, for about three years because right. I was working in an office just behind right. uh, Auto X's office at the time, right. and I didn't know that yeah. this was owned by Dhruv Bale at the time. Oh. So it had a custom paint job on it, uh, a light blue custom paint job. Yeah. Um, had alloys. Uh, wasn't the VTEC? It was the yeah. 1.5, yeah. but a non-VTEC. Yeah. Um, then I peeped inside the car once, and I saw like Recaro replica seats oh. and a Recaro steering, and I was like, that's you know. It. To be honest, dude, I mean, in today's time, when you look at such things, I mean, you will find it pretty common, right? I mean, you will find like an aftermarket steering wheel or a nice yeah, paint and stuff like now that. But back then, it was just one of these. It was like like somebody's actually taking the effort to yeah. go to a paint shop to customize like, it. Yeah, like to that, customize yeah. it. I mean, not just aesthetically, but just mechanically as well. Done, not like you know, like just yeah. I mean, just a random on yeah, chrome parts or something. Yeah. So. so I mean. It, it, Back then, when you used to spot one of these, even if it was a motorcycle, I mean, I used to get super fascinated because it used to be this thought of someone taking the time out, taking the money out and spending it on a pet project of sorts. So, mm. yeah, man, it's always great. Yeah. And, well, um, that city didn't have a nice ending to it. Right. So, I'm going to skip that entirely and yeah. then <laughs> to motorcycles because um, I somehow just like got a little intrigued about this whole 
Ari lifestyle, you know, yeah. like even now I think Royal Enfield sells you a lifestyle more than a motorcycle. Yeah, both Harley Davidson and Royal Enfield. Exactly, I think they're yeah. not selling motorcycles. So it's whole, an experience that lifestyle. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So the whole thing about like riding in groups and all, that was a very attractive proposition for me. So yeah. um, I picked up, I think uh, this was a 2004 TCI Electra uh, mm. at that time. Right. My friend had a 2003 uh, CDI Electra, which I really wanted uh, right. because. it was a little more old school uh, in the way it sounded and stuff like that right. um so that motorcycle happened and um i sold that one bought another uh, i bought the 2003 Dude, you've i think you own like a lot of motorcycles and you lot of been, yeah. yeah i mean yeah and i, I it's still a thing i can't really own multiple things at at one time at one point, so if yeah. i have one motorcycle i would like to own just one and then move own on own it ride it experience it yeah, and then, move and then on. move on yeah if i have like three things i'll like forever be confused i'll be standing in the parking lot for half an hour thinking <laughs> which one should i ride today absolutely so um one of these days i was hanging out in karolbag again like rolling fields so getting something or the other fitted and i see these bunch of guys hanging out um they seemed like approachable enough to like talk right. to and right. um so we got talking and i met this guy called rishab nayar right. uh, very good friend i unfortunately haven't been able to meet him for a long time he's just gone married right and um, so rishab uh, and i got talking and i ran out of fuel because damn thing didn't have a fuel gauge but yeah <laughs> yeah uh, they helped me out and then um this guy was like oh i work for uh, this website and i write f- about like motorcycles and cars and I was like wow I mean no. this is the friend I always wanted to <laughs> and um so he said that I mean you want to give it a shot I mean just drop by someday and I just took it like a um uh, you know like a you know light conversation that he probably wouldn't remember after going back home but um I followed up and um that's how it started I wrote my first article as um something that I had to present for the interview and i went there um interview happened got into it got into copy editing and um well writing and this was for car talk car at that talk, time right. car talk right. um so one year went by right and i was kind of enjoying it um copy editing gives you a a, a it's it's like a great learning tool uh, if you start copy editing because you're reading uh, a lot and you know how to uh, then form paragraphs and then look at um, punctuation you get a keen eye yeah, for yeah, words and information absolutely yeah even for me when i started off this thing of journalism i started off as a copywriter oh and through the course of time you kind of develop this sense of yeah 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 try, seeing what's right what's wrong i think copywriting when, is even more challenging because yeah. you have to write smaller uh, pieces but really meaningful really meaningful pieces i mean i Yeah, I mean, mine was more for social, so it stuck to being smaller, like yeah, a little yeah, yeah. crisp, and you know, understanding yeah. or conveying that message in a very short formation, mm-hmm. or you know, like a couple of sentences. Yeah. yeah. But for like an article, that's yeah. long, dude. Like, like a thousand words. Sometimes it goes up to like two thousand words, three thousand, yeah, whatever. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I mean, uh, good learning experience at that time, but also um, online uh, is is a domain where I think. uh things need to be quick right. so your articles need to be churned out quickly and i thought that okay i'm not getting enough time to sort of really be imaginative about my writing um there's no sp- real space to write a proper story that way right. so i really wanted to move on and progress on to magazines but then again it's such a and through the course net. of this you were doing copy editing not writing scripts no uh copy editing uh so 
first half of the day copy editing second uh, half right, for associate press yeah. and for right. the sports page right. and then the second half would be car talk so oh, writing wow. about right. so it was nicely balanced that way right. um, but then that space uh, for creative writing wasn't really there yeah. and um, i saw this space uh, post on facebook mm-hmm. this is towards uh, maybe a, a year mm-hmm. at car talk mm-hmm. and sirish chandran uh, current editor for um, Evo yeah. India um, he had posted an article saying that Evo uh, from Evo UK is yeah. coming to India I was like whoa this is like big yeah. news and he's the editor and I've known him as the editor of Overdrive for so long um, and I used to love what he would write and I was like this is a big big opportunity and right. and I thought like hang on like should I even apply because yeah. there'll be so many people from the industry who would have applied by now Already. who knows yeah. like yeah. people probably would have been selected yeah. then Rishabh in fact um, I'm really thankful to him again but he said dude like why do you have to worry about that just like apply yep I was like yeah okay that mm. makes sense yeah. <laughs> so I sent him a resume no reply for a week and um I I was that's it I was th- I, I I thought like this is not going to happen. Yeah. So um I then uh, edited my resume uh, and sent it back again. Yeah. Uh and that's when I got a reply back from Sirish saying that uh, look you want to come down to Pune uh, yeah. maybe we can have a chat and Yeah. I was like okay. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do that. So I came down to Pune right. and um I loved the city at the time. Yeah. Um loved the fact that I was sitting in front of Sirish and yeah. like we had this conversation I was on board and yeah next thing i know is i'm in pune uh, yeah. working for evo uh, wow. at the time it was brilliant yeah. um the the mount i got to learn at evo was phenomenal because um uh, he had part of the team was ex overdrive so i right. had abhay varma um yeah. who's so like people who were working in the industry for a very long time yeah, yeah. imparting the knowledge about Yeah, yeah, automotive. different. Yeah. yeah, so I had whole lot of cars coming from um, Sirish, and at the time Anirudh uh, Rangneker, right. um, who's still a rally driver, he was right. there. Uh, Bairam Godrej was there. Right. Um, I had Abhay Varma for motorcycles. Bhuvan Chaudhary was uh, working with us briefly, right. and um, Sudhir Gaikwad was our copy editor at that right. time, and he had a whole lot of. Um, uh, things like as feedback for your writing yeah. that was very encouraging right and then um gorav thomre yeah. a big time photographer yeah. and i still admire his work i think it's one of the best in the industry as right. uh, as far as automotive photography is concerned right so i picked up photography for a bit and oh really yeah, yeah. oh wow and um looking at like racing for so long on television yeah. and then finally ending up at a race track to cover uh, a domestic <laughs> that you know, feeling is insane right is incredible yeah. because um and it is so intense and so powerful for me you know that every time i'm at a race track and you get that smell of burnt clutches and rubber is the race fuel yeah it's intoxicating <laughs> i mean yeah. um, every time at a race track is just yeah. a nice place to be yeah. like a really nice place to yeah. be so this was at curry i remember and right. curry is so tiny right yep. i mean you can stand in the middle of the uh, and see the, the entire field, track and yeah you've got a view of the start finish line yep. you've got a view of the other side right so i was shooting um veshali was there at the time uh, right. again something uh, somebody i really really look up to right uh, i think she is the best motorsport uh, journalist we've had um, all due respects to vinayak pandey also yeah. he's yeah. he's again been uh, somebody i look up to so much knowledge about like old uh, racing old time racing yeah, like formula 1 yeah. um, and then vesali again right so just being around these people 
around the racer looking at the lgb cars and the yeah. at that time i think it was the 1600 yeah um and 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 all of that was just overwhelming for right. me and i started covering motorsport it was really interesting right. um e- till date i think i enjoy um writing about motorsport maybe more than anything else because there's just so much to write about right. um in fact a recent trip so what you were writing about motorsports and clicking photographs as well uh only for motorsport events right. and okay. uh doing my reviews on the side aha uh-huh. so okay. whole lot of work um uh, recently like we covered wrc that was part of first my right. first yeah and again it was just the feeling normal as yeah, an experience yeah. because this is obviously not on a race track it's right. out in the open right. on public roads right. roads that you right. would otherwise use yeah. and looking at a car just like zoop past you at like some 200 km no, yeah, yeah, is insane yeah. but i think your most control. famous stint in the automotive industry had to be auto today because i think you spent your a the maximum of duration of your career in this industry was at auto yeah, yeah yeah so about a year uh, at evo right. and i headed back to delhi right. um spent about 4 years at auto today and auto today uh, was the same kind of work uh, but i really uh, I, i got introduced to television at the time okay so india today is uh, the the parent company and yes. um, at that time it was headlines today now they have an india today channel it's same right. channel right. and uh, we had a show at that time uh, called the or today show um, aired like a couple of times a week were you part of the show in terms of just being in front of the camera being in front of the camera you were yeah, yeah oh okay uh but unlike magazines yeah. uh being in front of a television camera yeah. or you know like a video is a whole different ball game absolutely right? and i am camera shy i yeah. mean you might not believe it but yeah. i am <laughs> camera shy right even now yeah so it was a huge challenge for me i would like really keep my um, you know sort of ptcs and everything You're to ready. a minimum yeah so that i don't spend too much time in front of the camera and i think um yeah those four years was a good learning phase a uh, good amount of time spent in the industry and then power drift happened yeah. and I that's mean, when yeah i mean how did it start i mean what was that first conversation with rohan like and <laughs> yeah man let's just get to it so strangely enough it wasn't in india okay uh, and oh. this is yeah this is the first time i was meeting rohan like uh-huh. i've always like seen um the videos and i was like wow this guy like can really do some really nice stuff yeah um in terms of like visually uh, you know visual treatment to a video and the kind of stuff that powerf was producing i was following powerf by the way from car talk times because oh, that's wow. when it started yeah so that was ptr that was ptr yeah. powerf the rider and um that's when i started like following them and so it had been years till i met uh, rohan and this was china right. um mg motor had still not uh, come in and but i think that was their they wanted uh, journalists to get a feel of what the yeah what the company yeah. is and uh, this was last year in fact last year november right and um, so we ended up there and we were at the test facility when rohan walks up to me and he's like hey um, so where do you work and stuff and i told him this is where i work and he's like are you interested in motorcycles so i was like i'm interested in motorcycles and cars and right now i'm covering motorcycles for today but yeah. i mean doesn't really matter as long yeah. as i'm behind the wheel or a handlebar yeah, yeah and um he's like okay would you want to work with uh, power drift and yeah. in my head at that time it was like me saying yes like i was shouting out yes yes yeah, yes yeah. but i was like um let me put some thought behind it and yeah. so we got got on with our work and it was good fun uh, we had a little um race there and So didn't really get to talk much but uh, in the evening uh, over some drinks yeah <laughs> we got talking talking quite a lot and yeah. then um 
I think that whole conversation was nice. It was around motorcycles, around cars, and around work. And then he was like, "Okay, um, uh, I'll I'll see you back in India, and yeah. let's take this forward." I said, "Okay." And um, when I came back, I again thought like, I mean, it was a very interesting conversation, but over a lot of drinks. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't quite think he would remember, or you know, but it, it would materialize. Yeah. But it did, and yeah. it in fact um, it took about a few months because, again, like he was on. Uh, work assignments. I was right. on work assignments, and then I think April uh, last year is when I landed again in, in Pune. Yeah, and I, it was a very good thing. Um, yeah. By the way, in between, yeah. uh, we met in Goa on yeah, the interceptor the, ride. Yeah, I think that was November as well. Yeah, some, we some had a chat about time, power right? drift. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what a brilliant considering the fact that we met in November and it took you like six months to yeah, power drift. To <laughs> yeah, I mean, it it takes a while. Power drift is um, it. Power drift has got a lot of thought process, not just in videos, but also a lot of work. Yeah, a lot of work. That. Yeah, okay, so I think six that. months. <laughs> finally, it happened. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, and you are on board now. So that transition from being uh, in the print industry to being in a digital world, how was that transition like for you? That's a great question, Kamto. Because um, I was just thinking about that because it was for me a big, big step. Yeah. Uh, magazines have been pretty, pretty established yeah. uh, because they're older. A lot of senior people are right. working in the, in the industry, and um, so the transition from a magazine to video was um, quite a big jump for me. I mean, mm. you're looking at writing, and it's not just. Uh, I mean, there are publications out there who double up as video houses or right, video right, production right. houses, but they still have. An editorial or um, a magazine or, or a print wing that's functioning, and the so bar drift is only video exactly, and digital, right? Exactly, and the whole focus is on the magazine because you know it's like the baby. So exactly, uh, the video has come in later. It's yep. just because you want to keep up with the industry. Yep. Yep. And this was a shift where uh, now the baby is the video. It's, yeah. it's power drift, and yeah. they're all about videos. There's right. no uh, real writing involved. I mean, right. of course, we write our scripts and. Right. Uh, but it's it's a whole different ball game right i mean if i write a magazine article and present it on 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 a video it'll yeah. be like super boring out, out really super boring yeah yeah <laughs> so you really need to conceptualize a video and just um, and and the way power of does it was yeah. overwhelming for yeah. me in fact um it Damn, was i can't believe dude it's already been 8 months now 8 months 8 months oh. a whole lot of videos were yeah, there yeah yeah but um But how has it been, dude? Like you know, eight months working with Power Drift. I mean, I know it's been hectic because there have been times where Abhik and I have not seen each other for like thirty days straight. Yeah, yeah. I've I been think on two projects. months also. There two was months one time because this whole podcast thing started three months. Yeah, back. I mean, three months. <laughs> and we're trying to get Abhik like on the <laughs> podcast, and three months, three months, ninety days. It's it's taken we us to. We work a lot. We work. Uh, we work really hard. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, three months it took us, and yeah, yeah, man. How's how's work been for you at Power Drift? And so work has been um, new, quite hectic, but very, very interesting. Uh, talking about that transition, in fact, uh, right. I I remember meeting Shumi mm-hmm. uh, at a Yamaha uh, launch. This was the MT15, right? And um, BIC. No, no. This was uh, somewhere in Bangalore. Right. Uh, just a launch event. No. Oh, ride. okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah, the ride was later in BIC, yeah. right? So um, Shumi walks up to me and he's like, "Hey, what? Um, I I heard like you're quitting order today and yeah. uh, what's up?" Yeah. And I didn't know what to say because I had told nobody. Nobody. Yeah. And um, I was like, um, "How did you get yeah. to this?" <laughs> and he's like, uh, "Don't worry about it. I'll I'll see you there." And, was, and he just kept it at that, and yeah. then we sat down for the press like conference. Typical Shumi. Typical yeah. Shumi. And then 
the entire press conference i'm like thinking what did he really mean yeah. like see me there <laughs> cuz at that time he was the editor of uh, overdrive and yeah. um, i had no clue that he had i think put down his papers already so after the launch happened first thing i was i ran up to shumi i was like hang on what was that <laughs> so he's like yeah i'm 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 going to be joining you and i was like whoa wow and yeah. that was a reassurance for me because yeah. for me it was still uh, irrespective of how big powerdrift is yeah. uh, and and the amount of like good work that's going on at powerdrift i really didn't know what to expect because yeah. a whole different domain yeah. um, so shumi being there was a big big reassurance for me so yeah. uh somebody like him shifting from magazines he's been working with magazines for 20 years i've been following his work for like forever forever yeah big fan again yeah. like like all of us are. Yeah. and um so so that was uh, again a motivationalist thing came into powerdrift and uh prahlad yeah. famous prahlad yeah yeah and it was it was very good in fact i mean um this was a completely different environment every single person is interested in automobiles yeah i couldn't find anybody who is not yeah like it it's such a good place to be in because you're surrounded by people who who like what they do who love uh, automobiles and who love producing content yeah. like that and then gradually that fear of uh, working with all these talented dps yeah. especially somebody behind the camera even right now love riding with him yeah. dakshay jadav by the way yeah, yeah. uh and and a whole lot of other people and go, going to different assignments doing different work um it was it's it's still settling in you know yeah. it's been 8 months but it's still settling in yeah. i still look at a video and think that wow like they're doing such a good job and I'm like, hang on you are part of them yep, you know? yep, yep. so you are doing a good job but then it's still taking time to sink in yeah um but it's been brilliant you've got any plans for 2020 2020 um let's say i i've got to get my uh, 390s like back up again yeah, it's yeah. it's not been running um in the last couple of months i think because of uh, a faulty fan right. a radiator fan but right. that has got to go up uh, get up and um I mean I've got to get back up running right and a lot more track days honestly and I um I've, I'm I'm starting to get this temptation to own mm-hmm. a track only car I don't yeah. know how that'll track go only car. a track only car yeah. um so I do have a friend uh, who has an old um, rally um, CD lying in Coimbatore now mm. a rally cd already has the cage uh, it has uh, it was a group end so I think yeah. group ends were um Uh, just exhaust and intake modifications it right. has a good amount of scope right um and a little bit of expense on the suspension and then chennai isn't too far away yeah chennai is too far away it's one of my favorite uh, race tracks i mean we've yeah. got the bic it's a brilliant track but yeah. and we've got kari which is but i think out of the three even my favorite race track has to be chennai, chennai. because you've yeah. raced enough times there uh, yeah i've raced enough times but more than that it's just a good track to understand how a motorcycle or a car will function absolutely going at full pace and even when it's around like a technical section yeah, so it's yeah, just absolutely. a good mix of both the worlds it is a brilliant brilliant race i can yeah. I, i don't think we'll the this podcast would be enough for me to like express my love for the nrt yeah. because it is such a brilliant race act right. and i've had um initial days of covering uh motorsport events there then uh this one year where i got really lucky with so many racing we had the tvs thing like right. obviously a couple of years apart but right. i'd done it uh first that was again a brilliant brilliant experience yeah. just to be on the race track yeah. um and then to realize that 
a school is so important just like yeah. like for education a school yeah. is important yeah. to write better a writing school is important and Absolutely. kwo um, we all went there together yeah. Yeah. um again s- such an eye opener like you can yeah. be writing for so many years yeah. and not know these basic things which can really get like uh, a lot of seconds out of yeah. your lap time yeah. Yeah. i mean seconds not yeah. like just points of a second yeah, yeah. Like tenths or so it's is just a big eye opener cars for me um uh, again i think uh, if you are inclined towards uh, motorcycles you right. know that taking a motorcycle around the corner is a big deal yep um uh, you need skills you need a lot of uh, sort of technical knowledge about yeah. how it goes unless you're like gifted naturally yeah, yeah. which is a little rare i yeah, think yeah. unless you're varun painter but no <laughs> no no not not that i think everything that you do on a motorcycle or in a car and if you do it focusing towards a certain thing it requires building up your skills and you know practicing them over and over yeah, and over yeah, again absolutely. and it, it, there's just a lot of time energy a lot of physical input that goes into yeah. perfecting those things and it's just a time thing man but you know it, it's it's going to happen over time yeah, yeah, yeah. and For sure. uh, i think in that same space i would also like to say that that change when you first did a video at power rift and to now i think there's been a drastic change on how you've been in front of the camera and i'm and i'm sure people who are watching this right now also uh, feel the same way in terms of how abik has grown as an individual just Thank trying you. to this is really un- yeah trying yeah man trying to just make you guys understand how a car function or functions or just making you understand how good a car is yeah, or if yeah. the car is better for you or not but super interesting story dude you started off with something as small as a cbz back then and you have a ktm 390 now <laughs> and your love for cars also keeps going on and all i think 2020 for the both of us is going to start off with one big expo and that's the auto expo oh yes um i think for now but we're going to close this chapter but it was really nice talking to you 2020 expo is when we get to work again together yes. not as much for me because hardly manufacture i mean we've got a couple of manufacturers that are going to be there ex- there many the cars also i mean a lot of new entrants uh, yeah. from china we've yeah. got uh, great wall motors coming in we've already yeah. have uh, mg yep. um we're going to see mercedes and a lot of i think electric yeah. vehicles yeah so mercedes. i think cars is quite an extensive list but motorcycles not, not really, as much not really as compared sh- to the other expos yeah of course not absolutely but, yeah. and it's, it's a little sad uh, and disheartening that yeah. you know so many manufacturers are backing out because yeah. of the economic slowdown yeah. and high cost of uh, renting a stall at the yep. expo yep. and um, but yeah we're going to miss out on a lot of people um, yeah. jlr audi lots of them. Nice yeah cars, i mean motorcycle Honda, pretty much everybody is out is not participating yeah, yeah. and but as far as cars are concerned we're going to look at i think suzuki is going to be interesting um, yeah. um and some other things as, well. as well i was just yeah. talking to uh, you know people about cars and motorcycles right. and so but that's a chat for another day thank you so much for being on the party podcast abig das i hope you guys yeah it's finally happened i hope you guys enjoyed watching this episode with mr abig das if you want to see someone else let us know in the comment section below and if you have any topic in mind that you want us to talk about then we will gladly do that for now it's me saying bye bye my name is varun painter and i will see you later ciao